Welcome to Ladies Talking Leaves. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. Welcome to June. It's a new month of June. No shortage of Leafs Talk to talk about, that's for sure. And we're excited about it. We love it. Yes. Before we get into all the Leaf news, we want to thank everyone who has who has been subscribing to our, our YouTube channel. Um, we are now uh, putting our shows on video on YouTube. And our first show that we did that way was on April 17th. And last month, the number of subscribers to our channel grew over a hundred percent over our previous month of April. So that is pretty amazing. And we can't thank you enough for finding us there and, uh, and watching, watching us. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great to see. And we have lots of videos on there, uh, from games that we've attended and from our road trips as well to Carolina earlier in the year. So you can always check those out and we'll be adding more videos uh, in the future. And um, yeah, make sure you leave us a comment too. Um, we've had a few people leave comments on there saying that they love our show. Five star. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, it's just great. It's another, it's a big, it's a big thing for us for this year to, to get on YouTube. So um, we hope to get a lot more people subscribing and watching us on, on the, on YouTube. Yeah. And as far as the comments go, it's, um, it's really good to have dialogue there. Um, you know, from what I gather, that's, that's kind of a, a hallmark of you, of YouTube. And it's nice to have the dialogue, like not just between us and, and our fans there, but also, you know, Leafs Nation, you know, like, dialogue it's it's a place that you know you we can start the conversation but the conversation doesn't necessarily always have to be with us either so so definitely oh yeah join yeah. our community there and and uh, check us out so we'll as chris said we'll be there all summer long so if you haven't subscribed to our youtube channel please do our handle there is at ltl 1917 and also, we want to take the time to thank a few of our Facebook group pages that uh, we follow and that we put in our, um, we're allowed to put our posts on there from time to time just to, to, I guess, put out there our podcast and, and make people aware that, uh, we're, we're out there talking leafs. And, um, so yeah, so the few pages that we follow or groups that we follow are Toronto Maple Leaf Central. Female fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs, friends of the Toronto Maple Leafs, diehard Toronto Maple Leafs fans, true Maple Leaf fan zone, and Maple Leafs media. That's the last one. There's a <laughs> lot of them out there. Obviously, Leafs Nation is everywhere. So um, there's a lot of groups out there. All of those are, are great. Um, you get great interaction there. And we've got a lot of um, a lot of people giving us a thumbs up to like our uh, like our posts. And um, yeah, and we 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 want to engage with you if you follow our page on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, um, our handle is the same on as YouTube at LTL 1917. And but we thank those groups for letting us um, be a part of the group, basically, and and just talk Leafs and, and be a part of Leafs Nation. Yes, we definitely very much appreciate their support. And uh, we encourage you to check them out. And if you are looking for a great Leafs community to join, you know, because yeah. Let's face it. We all love talking leaves. Um, th that's a good place to start if you uh, frequent Facebook often. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, since we've got a lot of new subscribers and listeners, we thought it was a good time to take a minute to reintroduce ourselves and let you all know how Ladies Talking Leafs came to be. So Chris, did you want to start? You want me to start? Okay, I'll start. So I basically became a Leaf fan through my late uncle, John. Um, He was a huge Leafs fan and used to always go to the coffee shop, talk Leafs, and he always had the game on on Saturday nights and Wednesday night. Wednesday and Saturdays were hockey night, basically, um, back in the day for watching hockey night in Canada. And uh, yeah, so I got it, got, I basically got it through him and um, we watched the games together, especially on the Saturdays, because during the week, obviously, I was at home at going to school, but <laughs> supposed to be going to school. And uh, and then, yeah, and then basically I watched it started in the late 70s, early 80s. My first jersey was number 10, um, which didn't have a name on it, but it was for John Anderson, who also made great burgers at the time. They had a great burger joint, John Anderson <laughs> did. And, uh, and then my all-time favorite leaf is Wendell Clark. And uh, I kind of got into it sort of the same way as as Chris, uh, both of us lifelong Leaf fans. Uh, I started watching hockey with my dad, primarily, um, you know, Hockey Night in Canada. You could find me, you know, sitting on my dad's lap, watching the game, sometimes falling asleep to the game, <laughs> like from a very young age. So I think there's, you know, pictures of me as young as, as five years old and uh, watching the game with him. I actually do have a brother as well, but you know, much to my mom's chagrin at the time, um, I became the huge hockey fan. And um, yeah, so the the rest is history. And um, I was a huge uh, fan of goaltenders, really of all sports. So Mike Palmatier was like my first favorite player. Um, but then, you know, in the 90s, uh, which is around the time that Chris and I met and kind of started talking Leafs together. Um, Doug Gilmore was my favorite Leaf uh, at that time. And so literally Chris and I, we we met each other uh, working for the same company and uh, found out that we both had this mutual love of hockey and the Leafs and just started going to games together. And uh, the rest is history. So that's yeah. kind of how the yeah, we met Ladies a lot Talking of- Leafs started. Yeah, it was like a family back then when you when we went to the games at the gardens yes. and mm-hmm. uh we met a lot of great people we still keep in touch with from that time and mm-hmm. uh yeah and so throughout the years we've just been uh, connect we definitely connected that's for sure right being <laughs> both of us Lee fans and yep. uh hugely fans and then uh yeah, and Sil came to me with this idea back in 2019 uh and I said as long as you can figure out the uh technical end of it because i'm not too good at that i said content wise and just talking leaves i'm good for that i said <laughs> right nice. and uh and then we'll figure out along the way what else comes with it so we've been yeah so we've been going since 2019 and it's it's been great we want to keep it going definitely so that's a little bit about us and we hope that you continue to follow our journey and and connect with us and and talk leafs with us cuz that's basically our passion and and we just love we love being part of leafs nation and it's definitely um you know something that we just love to do and want to continue doing it and providing this content um all right, and making, so, it, and making it better basically yes. all the time. That's what yeah. we're making it better for for you, for the listeners, and yeah, and we just want to 
well, we're definitely going to keep doing it because we've been doing it this long. And I can't imagine now if we weren't doing it. So no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get into some hockey talk. We're going to obviously start off with the Leafs announcing the 18th GM in Maple Leafs franchise history, Brad Treliving. And there's obviously a lot of work to uh, do for said new GM with 10 uh, unrestricted free agents. Uh, and we'll give our thoughts on who we hope to resign and who should maybe be let go. And in our third period segment, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about outgoing <laughs> Kyle Dubas yeah. becoming the president of hockey ops for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, of course, the Stanley Cup finals just got going and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're each going to give our pick for cup winner and Con Smythe trophy candidates. So without any further ado... Let's talk Leafs. Okay, so Leafs announced uh, earlier this week Brad Treliving as the new GM, 18th GM in uh, in Maple Leafs history. And uh, yeah, it's with the draft coming up um, and RFA qualifying offer deadlines on June 30th and free agency on July 1st, Brendan Shanahan really didn't have much time to interview a lot of candidates for the new GM. Um, so, yeah, so he had to make a decision within the couple of weeks uh, of letting go Kyle Dubas. And um, did he make the right choice, though, in Brad Treliving? I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm I'm comfortable with it because, like, like I just said, he didn't have a lot of time for anything else. I'm much happier the fact that he didn't choose Mark Bershervan, mm-hmm. um, or I think Jason Bartorell was another candidate, possibly. Doug Wilson would have been interesting, but then, because um, I did hear that he had some, some, uh, I guess, communication with, with Brendan Shanahan, but, um, but then he's had some, um, I guess, an illness or something he's been recently going through. Hopefully that's going good because obviously if he's uh, if he's inquiring about employment again, getting back in the game, then he he must be feeling better. Um, but um, but yeah, and Peter Shirelli was another one. So I don't know. I just um, I just think I think the fact there really wasn't anybody else that had the experience, right? Like no, and uh, like. Yeah. Any of the candidates that, you know, we would have really wanted, all of them are working. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and none of them are going to be fired. So, yeah. Um, you know, this was obviously a situation of really of Shanahan's doing in a sense, uh, because, you know, they made the call to pull the trigger um, yeah. on letting Kyle walk basically not renewing his deal. Um, so out of what was available, I think that, uh, Treliving probably was the best candidate really. And, um, well, he's made, um, I looked up some of the trades cause mm-hmm. they obviously the most recent one everybody talks about now is the one between Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk yeah. and Huberdor, which is, I mean, I think you really have to give it another, another year to see. I mean, obviously, doing great in Florida with for Florida it's been a great deal right everybody thought it was going to be the reverse right but it might just take this past season um and obviously the coaching situation with Daryl Sutter there I don't think went over very well for the whole yeah. season so there's a lot of things that uh went on there but the the other trade that he made which I didn't I didn't know was um 
he traded Dougie Hamilton. I knew Dougie Hamilton, Michael Furland, but Adam Fox was part of that deal too. Mm-hmm. Apparently he wouldn't sign with Calgary Flames. Yeah. And so they dealt him to the Hurricanes for Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm. So Elias Lindholm, obviously, that he was part of their, their top line, let's say, when yeah. Kachuk and um, Johnny Goudreau were there. Um, but um, Adam Fox apparently wouldn't sign in Calgary, and then he did wouldn't even sign in Carolina. He said that he would mm-hmm. only go to the Rangers. Yeah. So Carolina ended up trading him to the Rangers. Um, and obviously, Adam Fox is obviously a Norris Trophy winner now, right? Like mm-hmm. he won the Norris. But um, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that the start for Adam Fox was um, with Calgary. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I mean, he's so that's the thing. He's made he's dealt with big name players, too, like this. Right. So he has that experience. So that's another thing that I think is obviously going to be very valuable come uh, as everyone's talking about Austin Matthews, William Nylander. Uh, and in a couple of years, Mitch Marner. So, yeah. One thing, though, I sh- just wanted to mention, too, I thought it was interesting that he won't be at the draft table um, yeah. for this upcoming draft at the end of June because I guess his deal with uh, Calgary, it doesn't end until June 30th. Yeah, so technically just the same in D- as Dubis, actually. Well, that's what I didn't understand, <laughs> but we'll get to Mr. Dubis there <laughs> in a bit. But uh, so it's possible the same rules apply to him. So no, I guess they we'll don't. See. They though. don't. No, the Leafs this didn't is, put that stipulation. No, I don't think so. I don't I think don't. so. No, it's probably because it's the Leafs, to tell you the truth, and it's it's all about optics, I guess. I guess. But going so. back to tree living here, we only have three picks in this upcoming yeah. draft. Um, we have Boston's first round pick a fifth and a sixth round pick. So to me, all the, uh, like the decisions have already been made. Let's just say. Yeah, I agree. They always say the scouts for scouting and that they know which players are within that vicinity. So if some other team takes the player they wanted, there's always the second choice of the third choice. Right. Mm -hmm. And normally, so I don't know that that will make that much of a difference. It's not like he can't talk to the team that's in place about it. Yeah, no. Before I'm sure he could get on the cell phone. There's something. something called cell phones now. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's going to be texting and he'll yeah. be behind the wings somewhere. But uh, yeah, I, I don't really see that as a big deal. And it's I guess it's just Calgary's way of, of basically feigning that, you know, they, they don't want to make it look like it was too easy. Yeah. Yeah. So what, but, what did you think of... Uh... Try living. What he had to say at the press conference at his press conference when he well, uh, I found it all a little underwhelming, uh, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, and I think that was you know kind of a criticism on a lot of people's parts. But at the same time, what did we expect was going to be said? It's like this wasn't um, a change like you normally get. You know, like when you fire your GM because they're they're not performing. And you want to bring in somebody to make a change. And then that person comes in and then they start spouting, I'm going to do this. And this is what I want to see. And da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, they were going to, they, they offered Dubas a contract. So, you know, when, when this guy comes in, it's, it's, it's not so much about the changes that he's going to make is more that, uh, you know, what kind of, it's not necessarily the plan 
that we're talking right. about. It's it's the man that that we want to see. You know, what? How does he operate? Is he yeah. a good person? Um, you know, I I actually thought that he's much more of a hockey guy than Kyle Dubas, in a sense. Right. You know, yeah. Kyle Dubas looks like an like a MBA corporate. So in a yeah. sense, you know, and I know we're going to talk about it later. The position he's moved to is more in that wheelhouse. Yeah. This guy is, I think he's definitely going to be add a, a new, something different with regards to how he seems to be with the players. I think he's, he's much, he's quite involved from what I hear with, with getting to know the players. He's yeah. visible. Yeah, he said he's approachable. He's, yeah. He said that he's traveling basically not just to see Austin yeah. Matthews, but to see quite a few players wherever yeah. they are right now. So, um, and as much as like Dubas was definitely a, a team friendly player, friendly GM, um, I got just kind of get a different, like there's like a little yeah. bit of a different um, feel there. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we'll see um, what that does. I think so by all accounts. What you're saying when you're saying it was kind of boring, let's just say like that. Well, not, it's not that it was boring. It's just that it didn't really like, there was wasn't a lot of meat what in I, it. Well, what I got <laughs> from it was that it was basically like what Shanahan said in his press conference when letting like to mm -hmm. announce that Kyle Dubas has been let go and to, to answer those questions. But it was kind of like, because there's this strong belief in the core four for me, I'm just thinking they're just running it back again. I don't know. It's going to be very, well. they, they might, but the thing is, I think he, he likes to work from the goal out, I think. Yes, for living. Yeah. So oh, he's definitely, my guess the, is that he's yeah. going to want to start there. And the one thing that I, I kind of feel is that I don't think that there would be a GM out there that wouldn't like every GM would covet these players from afar. Oh, yeah. And yeah, be yeah. like, I can't wait to get my hands on on this team Any, with yeah. these guys, because yeah. what he said is right. It's yeah. hard to get talent like this. And yes, it seems like it's like, yeah, we're just going to run it back. But if I were him, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to get rid of my, my best baubles. I not, haven't had a chance to play with them yet. Yeah. Not when you, know you what I mean? It. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's what he, that's kind of what he, what he said as well. And, and like other things he said, like just being different doesn't make you better, which is what Shanahan obviously and that's said true. too. And it's not about four players. It's, I like this comment where he says it's not about four players. That's it's about a team. But you know right. what's hilarious is that that he got there was a lot of criticism out there in the interwebs about that comment, and I felt oh, really? the same as you yeah. that I I, mean, I yeah. feel like that was part of Dubis's culture because it's always about the core four. Yes, yeah. And with that, like there's there's entitlement there and yeah. security and all of that. So when it becomes less about them and more about the team. I kind I like that approach. And if yeah. that is the mindset and, you know, culture that he's going to foster. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good thing because yeah, then they'll play more different. as a team and all the yeah. pressure won't be on them too. And because there is that whole thing of that, if they don't do it, no one's going to do it. Yes. And the other part of the team, which is the other, you know, three quarters yeah. also is 
got that mindset. Like it's pervasive. So they know that they're not the ones that are supposed to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's part of the message too. When he said his job is to protect players in a way, that's what, how mm -hmm. he's protecting it by making it what it should be, which is more of a team concept. It's the whole, it's about the team, not, not about the four players. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it's, I guess, um, he does have to, I can't see him making that big move of trading. Well, they can't trade John Tavares anyways. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll forget about that. So any of the three players, um, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, um, like he doesn't want to be on, on record after like what? He's here for like a month and he's going to say, oh yeah, I'm trading Mitch Marner for whatever. Yeah. Sort no, of thing, he's, right? not, and then he's he, not Brian he, Burke. He, no, he doesn't have <laughs> Brian that. Burke would do something like that. Yeah. But he doesn't, out of all the guys that have come in in the last decade or so, he is, he doesn't seem to have that kind of same approach as, as uh, I want to be the, the make, the make them make your mark person. Yeah. You know, it's like, almost like he fell into this. He's like grateful and he's going to, obviously he realizes that this is, such an incredible thing that's, you know, fallen in his lap, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's going to really make the best of it. But he hasn't come in like a knight on a white horse and said, I'm going to be the one to take <laughs> us to the promised land, like yeah. so many other people, including yeah. Dubas, in a including way, Dubis, yeah. have yeah. have sort of approached it. So uh, what did you we'll see of- if that makes a difference, if that's sort of... You know, what, yeah. What did you think of his uh, comments about Sheldon Keefe? Well, <laughs> I I think that I you know I think that is a, a decent way to approach it. I mean, like even when Shanahan came in, you know, he didn't make a change right away. Um, he, he hasn't been a bad coach, and who's to say that without his buddy there? Like sometimes when you are with your friends you're in the same patterns that you've always been in, you know, and they have that security too, between the two of them. It's like, you know, us against the world kind of thing. And you don't have to make changes necessarily in the same way you would if you don't have that security. And who's to say that this might, that Sheldon Keefe might not become a better coach, you know, with a new voice. Yeah. Somebody that is going to give him a little bit of a different, you know, be a, like a different sounding board than what he's used to. But I don't think that he's got a very long leash. And no, no. I think that he's going to have to get to know him and find out if he can trust him because, you know, that's the other thing. Like if he's really close to somebody else who's in another yeah. market now. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's kind of funny though. Cause with Dubas, like he has Mike Sullivan there. Like there's no way. Well, Sullivan yeah, no, and they like, won't, I don't think they no. can, they're not going to let him get rid of him. No. There's no way. So, like he's very yeah. big and, and popular in the Pittsburgh market, yeah. and um, he already has his connections there and everything. So, and he's like, to, I think he's got quite a lot of years left on his deal. Probably, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I just find it interesting, like with Sheldon Keith, because he's like he's obviously proven he's got the most points for the for the team in the regular mm-hmm. season, um, two seasons in a row. And, but it's just in, again, it's in the playoffs that 
Yes, he got pie the first round. We cannot forget that. We actually did win the first mm-hmm. round finally. And that was like a huge relief. You could even see it for him. He jumped for like with all the um like the, all the other coaches, which just a quick note too, like Spencer Carberry now is is gone mm-hmm. as well. So there is one coach uh because he went off to be the head coach of the Washington Capitals. So um whether Sheldon Keith gets to hire that new assistant coach there or if Trilliving is going to kind of maybe have one of his guys but then you don't then you don't know how Sheldon Keith would approach that sort of thing to have well, one of one of one of Trilliving's guys what, waiting in the wings kind of like I the think that will be telling that. yes yeah. you know if it and that will tell us everything we need to know about how short the leash really is yeah yeah. So, yeah. and the other thing Trill Living has to do is there's decisions with the Marlies because basically Shanahan got rid of everybody mm-hmm. there um, with the coaching staff. And then apparently Dubas apparently really hired a lot of people that had like shared his vision within mm-hmm. MLSE. He has a huge amount of people there uh, apparently that he hired. Um, and so now Trilliving, basically they're saying we'll have to review all those and you never know, there might be more people. Well, and they no want doubt that Dubas is going to also try to poach people yeah. to yeah, because he fired that. a whole whack load of people like right yes. away. Yeah, he did. There was three big names there, mm-hmm. um, that I have it for our next segment, the, um, but, but yeah, so they want to, obviously Trilliving wants it to be in line with his vision, which his vision, like you said, it's from the goaltender out and, and a lot about defense. like the defense, Which is, yeah. brings me to wondering if, because apparently when he was in Calgary, like Brody was one of the chips that yes. he wanted to deal. Yeah. So I wonder if he's going to be looking to move that contract yeah, again. Yeah, now. you never, you never know, but um I guess him and Giordano, obviously, it's going to be a benefit for Trilliving right now to have them as yeah. two players that he that he knew that he worked with uh, or they played for him before. So so that'll be good. But um, yeah, so <laughs> lots of work, let's just say, like we said in the intro for mm-hmm. uh, Brad Trilliving. But um, and in the coming, well, I mean, I think he's already on a plane to Arizona if he's <laughs> there already uh, to meet with Austin Matthews. We'll see what. Um, mm-hmm. What happens there? And you know, another- he's a good he's a good hockey man. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he he has ex- experience. Definitely nine years in that market, and and he and even be- had before that with the experience. He's yeah. very well thought of. Very well. Oh, liked, yeah. Very yeah. well respected. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's not a yeah, he's no, not a bad hire. Opposite, total opposite of what Shanahan did with Kyle Dubas, right? Yes. Kyle Dubas, basically. And we're going to, thankfully, we're going to end these whole connections with Sault Ste. Marie. Well, that (laughs) is the thing, is that, you know what? Now, you know, Dubas can sign all of his Sault Ste. Marie boys. Maybe he'll (laughs) trade for Matt Murray and get him back there. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Um, It could be a good thing for us, you know, that he covets (laughs) these people so much. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We don't have to hear about that anymore. Yeah. But... Another item on the Trail Living's to-do list uh, is working through the 10 UFA and 3 RFAs, which uh, the RFAs include goaltender Ilya Samsonov. So let's just go through the list here one by one to say who we think should stay and who might be headed out of town. All right. So we're going to start off with 
Leafs Nation, one of the favorites, I guess, Alexander Kerfoot. <laughs> he's gone. What do you think? You think he's gone? Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to answer. <laughs> Stays gone. Yeah, or because, whatever. Because with him, I was researching a little bit too, sort of thing, because I do like him. We, he I, did, on, I like him too. He was on our Ladies Song Leafs highlight reel a few times mm-hmm. right, this, this season. He made it up there, but uh, yep. 29 years old and basically... I can see the similarities when they say Cali Yarncrook. Mm-hmm. He's he's like a similar type player that can do that up and down the lineup thing. Like yeah. he can be that similar type player. And then they said that. Pontus- oh, and actually, Chaliving had Yarncrook in uh, Calgary yeah. too. Yeah, and Pontus Holmberg um, mm-hmm. is kind also, of a similar I'm type. I'm curious and both- to see what yeah. happened with him. Yeah, and they're both cheaper basically, mm-hmm. or will be cheaper versions. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. All right. So we're both saying he's going. Yes. Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, <laughs> 32 years old. <laughs> and, um, I mean, for me, I, I I would like to keep him. I don't think he will, only because I bought of the socks! Money. <laughs> yeah, they made the socks so qu- They had to make them really quickly, too. Yeah. Right? But, um if he's will, if if they can fit him in, then I would say, yeah, like definitely. If he wants to take a little slim bit of, like off of the uh, salary of it, I don't know. But I don't my, think he's I don't gonna, think he's gonna do that. So no. I I'm gonna say that he's gonna be gone as well. Mm-hmm. And I bad thing I did here was that he might be gone to Pittsburgh. What? <laughs> yes, I did hear that. But let's move. That on would be brutal. Yeah, David Camp. Camper. He's gone. What He's also think? gone to Pittsburgh. No. Likely. <laughs> no. I want You don't him to think stay. so? No. You think he stays? Yes. I don't think so. I think he stays at this little bit more money. Because there's nobody who are we gonna get for he's good on the penalty kill. He's low maintenance player. Well, yeah, that's true, but I he think might he feel like he could get more somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know if he could get more. You know, we make actually made him into an offensive superstar here. Yeah, but um, <laughs> he might not be as as great anywhere else. To tell you the he, truth, again, because 20, Keith, I'm, that's one guy that Keith really uses well. Yes, yeah, and trusts him a hundred percent. So yeah, because he's dependable, and he, he so in that in that case, like Keith may, you know, let's assume that he's staying in in the role. Yeah. Yeah. That's one guy that he might say, look, I want, I want to try to keep him. Yeah. You know? Cause he, he's, cause right now he's making 1.5 million on a two year deal. Yeah. Per, so per year, 1.5. So, I mean, if you give him a little bit of a bump on the raise, like as high as 2.5? No. No. <laughs> like around two. <laughs> so that's what I mean, though. Like he could get 2.5 somewhere else. Yeah. But, well, again, I guess it's what, Living said too, it's about this is the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Do you want to be, if you don't want to be yeah. a Leaf, then because there's, there's certain, I mean, it's obviously good and bad in every market, but here yeah. it's an extreme, let's just mm-hmm. say. And um, I don't know, it depends. I hope he's, well, I, I mean, I want him back and I think he's going to come back. The truth of I the matter he, is, is that we are a lot closer than most, like as much as we are also disappointed and it, 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 everything seems like a bigger disaster than anywhere else here when things don't go right. We're a perennial contender. Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. The only reason we wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. is if, if St. Matthews decides to not sign. 
Yes. Then then we're going to be perennial at the bottom probably. But yeah. but the point is is that we are closer than 95% of the league. Yes. Yeah. To yeah. always being for sure going to the dance. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And the only to getting is- your shot and and that's what you want. So, yeah, he players have the choice to go someplace else for more money, but I guess it just boils down to how bad do you want to win and and on another layer is how bad do you want to win here because there will be nothing like it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, they still right? haven't I mean they I guess it was good. Well, it was good the fact that they got that small taste with the first series win, but I mean that's yeah. round 1 of this right they didn't even get like past round two and beyond like that would yeah, be but insanity you remember what happened in 93 oh, yeah. when we got over that's had, the first hump we had in a while and we had a uh a, a well there was horses on the the police were on horses on yeah on carlton Street and there was that, that huge rally <laughs> you know there wasn't quite yes. the parade but no. we were we were there yeah 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 no it was okay let's go back to our list yes so, David Camp, I say he stays. You say he's going. Yeah. Noel Achari stays. I say he stays too. I think he really wants to stay. He really wants to stay. He had a one year deal at 1.25 million. I looked it up. And if, mm-hmm. again, I'm hoping if we can get him, give him a little bit of a raise, obviously, that he will, um, he seems to like it here. He's been like ever since the end of the season, he mm-hmm. publicly said that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we agree on that one. So here's an interesting one. <laughs> I'm sad about this one. Michael Bunting. Yeah. He's a Sue Greyhound. So he's not going to be back. No, I don't think so either. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I am. Um, yeah, actually, the next the next guy, too. So our Scarborough yeah. connection is not going to be there anymore, unfortunately. I don't think so. Um, but, do you think um, Simmons is going to retire? Or do you think he's going to try to sh- play again? No, but nobody's picked him up. I think he should really contemplate. Like, he, yeah. Like he's had a lot of time, well, not a lot, but a few months anyways mm-hmm. to, to, cause nobody was picking him up when he was put True. on waivers and stuff. Right. So, I mean, teams would, no, and, but I then think, I guess the cap situation changes now, let's say for all yeah. teams. Right. So you never know. Somebody might, but I, but you know, I think retiring as a leaf would be pretty great and yes. it gives yeah. him a really good platform to do a lot of things as well within the community, which yeah. he likes to do yeah, and has yeah. a, great voice in uh so you know he works a lot with with you know kind of you know urban urban kids kids that don't necessarily get a chance to play hockey um you know i think this gives him a platform to do those things if if he retires a leaf so retires yeah um and michael bunting i just think he didn't sh- I don't think the relationship as much as they say it's nothing but I just don't think the relationship with Sheldon Keefe like if Keefe's still the assuming he's still the coach that I just don't think it's great let's just say and I also just think that he's he played well with obviously with Matthews and Marner mm-hmm. but there was never anything else like cuz he's basically replaced Zach Hyman right that right. was our replacement, our cheap replacement for Zach Hyman. And he did a great job his first year. He was Calder Trophy nominee. But um but yeah, he's I, I just think he's not as versatile as Zach Hyman was. And and he he could only really play well with Matthews and Marner. You never really noticed him otherwise. And um 
Yeah. And but and this is also his chance to cash in a little bit. He's yeah. never going to get another chance to get and I as do big think, a contract as he could get now. Yeah. And I do because think it's a really bad free agent pool yeah, this year. Like there's yeah. not really a lot of great guys. And if he's like one of the top picks, you know, potentially he could cash in. And yeah. uh, I think he's going to cash in with Kyle Dubas and go play yeah. for Pittsburgh. I do think he's one of the players. That and they might there. think that, you know, he's somebody who could play with Sid. Yeah. Spark yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Zach Aston Reese. I, I don't he's... think so. Oh, you don't think so? No. Oh, I think he's gone. Yeah. I don't think you can find another player. Yeah. Like, like him. He, he, you know, yeah. he was a great role filler and yeah. came in at a good price and was willing to, you know, basically the Leafs gave him a great shot to revive his career on that PTO. And that's why he's willing to do it. Like, yeah. you know, that's basically what, what our team has been every, every off season is, yeah. is a, a breeding ground for guys that, <laughs> that want to uh, get their, you know, game back. Uh, the Leafs do put a lot into development. Also getting to play with good players can make you look a lot better than you are yeah. sometimes. So, um, so yeah, I, I kind of feel like he's sort of a dime a dozen and, and he was good for us, but I think you can find lots of guys like him. Yeah. Justin Hall. <laughs> no, he cannot be. Well, I suppose I it all depends because we know that Keith loves him. Yes, that's so, that's so no. It depends on how well True Living kind of knows him and how much Keith sells him <laughs> our, our, and how uh, little he's willing to take. Our Ladies Talking Leafs insider, Mike Agello, would be very upset if Justin Hall is back, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I can't see him signing him, especially I mean, Trey Living the way he is, like, once he maybe reviews some tapes uh, of the defense, mm -hmm. um, I don't think Justin Hall would stand out in a positive way and he could find a replacement for him. Mm -hmm. Luke Shen is next. I think he stays. I, yeah, I think he stays too, even though apparently Tampa was like right away at the end of the season. Somebody from, I guess, the manager there, I, I forget what his name is, but he, uh, of Tampa Bay Lightning, he already approached Shen to try and get him to sign down there again, but I think he likes it here. And Well, he's one with them. And he also experienced what it was like to win one round here. Yeah. And he knows that it will be really different. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been there and done that with Tampa. So I hope that it, it, like he said, it does mean something to come yeah. back here and appreciate it differently. And well, that's what he, um, he so, really, I think that's important in the room too. We talked about it sure. when he did come here and how he was just, like he said, he was so appreciative to have the second opportunity to be a Maple mm -hmm. Leaf. So yeah, I, I expect him to sign here. Eric Gustafson, I think yeah. he's, not going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he wasn't really given chance here and I don't know. No. And so many, his game is, is not, I don't think even though to what they want to do, even though I do would like to have the second option for the power play, like to somebody have, yeah. like we need somebody to be a setup person for the power play. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just don't think he's not the right fit. And I think, um, will true living will have to go out there and find somebody else for that mm -hmm. all right moving on to the rfas 
the biggest one is Sammy Ilya mm-hmm. Samsonov. So um, I think he stays. I want I him to. I think I, he he fits in well with the t- just his and it's exactly what one of my friends in Washington there said. Like he's just a his character is just so he's just so easygoing and just likable guy and and he was steady in in well more than steady in that like he like especially down the stretch of the end of the season mm-hmm. i think really and he played would, great in the playoffs too yeah and but the thing like that, our goaltending was yeah. not the reason at all for yeah. us i mean he but he, he probably, outplayed vasilevsky in that first round yeah and he probably question. if he had more rest but because yes. of the stupid situation with Matt with, Murray, exactly screwing him over and screwing us over, the like that basically, if he had that o- option to have more rest, he probably would have been even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but down the stretch, he had to basically play every game. So, um, and I, I kind of feel like you know some of the things that were question marks with him um, were, you know the way he he deals with adversity and i really think that he exercised some of those demons this year you know like yeah. he overcame you know that bad outings that he had when he first went back to washington remember how that oh, was like yeah that's right yeah horrible yeah but he got over that and he, you know he was able to to get past that then the playoffs it was looking rocky at the beginning um you know, and it, the whole thing about him not, you know, having such a poor playoff record, yeah. he more than got over that. Yeah. So I think that, uh, that he has come a long way, like on the ice yeah. and, but especially like mentally. Um, and I think he'll be like, hopefully, like from what Joseph Wall showed us at the, towards mm-hmm. the end of the season too, that that'll be a good tandem and they'll 100%. be able to play like, 60 40 of the games um so yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just a question on whether or not true living will be able to do something yeah. with that murray contract and uh yeah 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 all right uh and then Pont- well victor mete he's an rfa i think he's gone uh he's just yeah i doubt they're gonna give him a call size wise he he's small <laughs> for mm-hmm. a team and like and j- i don't think they're gonna offer him like a qualifying offer no. and pontus holmberg yes i think um i mean he's 24 years old right winger he played the 37 games i i just looked it up to refresh my memory because i knew he played quite a few games with us mm-hmm. and, and he so was he, really good and he was good yeah it was just towards but i think the um like November, he played November, December, and January through those mm-hmm. three months. And I think towards the end in January, he started. I think there was a bit of fatigue. Yeah, you're saying like he wasn't just quite not used, used to, to playing the pace the grind. and that yeah. kind of grinding game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully, though. Um, but they know that what he has to work on now, right? Yeah. So yeah, and he's cheap, like we said earlier, or he was cheap at a two-year deal. It was eight hundred twenty-seven thousand that he was making. So. Whatever, if you can give him a little bit of a bump up or if around the same, whatever, um, that would be good. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so those are all of our UFAs and RFAs. Um, yeah. And we'll have to, we'll be revisiting this definitely after July 1st. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Bradshaw Living has a lot of important negotiations and decisions to make, obviously, this offseason. But his predecessor, Kyle <laughs> Dubas, 
We'll also be busy as Penguins uh, president of hockey operations. So in our third period uh, segment, we're going to chat about the former Leafs GM uh, and uh, how he moved on. And and we're also reminded that the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. So we're going to chat a little bit about that. So. All right. Yeah. So for our third period segment, let's start off with Kyle Dubas. So. I don't know. He Kyle made a pretty quick decision to move on to join the Penguins um, yeah. as, as president of Hockey Ops. Maybe question a little bit what he said, uh, like at his presser. I don't a know. A little bit? Yeah, just a tiny <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's like, what like what do you think like i i do think it had a little bit about obviously about the autonomy like the making the hockey oh, the decisions sure. that's basically what this, it was this proves that he wants shanahan's job he wanted shanahan's yes. job yeah ultimately and he knew <laughs> yeah like when shanahan didn't get fired he knew he wasn't getting that job right i honest yeah. also kind of feel you know, I remember how I said during his press conference, Kyle Dubas's press conference, I felt like he was conflicted. Yeah. Now I know why he was conflicted. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he already knew that that they were coveting him and that he had this chance to have Shanahan's job somewhere else. Right. Uh also I'm sure that it was true that this was difficult, a hard year for his family. Yeah. But lo and behold, his wife is so instrumental in him taking this job now and moving <laughs> his family to the States. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's where the conflict was, is that obviously he he came here and he took this job because winning with the Maple Leafs is something, right? Okay. It will be something, yeah. And yeah, it definitely will be something. Will be something. And yeah. that is, he had to decide if he was ready to give that up. And we know, in a sense, that he wasn't really. No, and that's like the way you said it. He was conflicted, and I guess he said in his... It's funny, though, because of the way the pre, his presser went. I guess they Pittsburgh had it like 30 minutes before Brad Treleving was yeah. uh, announced as the Leafs GM. Yeah, and, I thought that was like... And the media, though, it's funny I know. here. The media in Toronto said it was because they didn't want any... They didn't want... Pittsburgh didn't want any Toronto media make it down there to ask him those tough questions, but he's going to have to face them eventually, <laughs> oh, I, obviously. I, I bet that actually makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's what, uh, what was, what was said about that, but he's going to have to answer it to it. And what do you think of this idea though? Now they're saying that the, there's going to be like this huge rivalry between Pittsburgh and Toronto now. Like, I don't know. You know what? I think because that it, it will, it will end after the first game right. so long as the media don't keep feeding it like honestly yeah. i'm ready to move on from kyle dubas he's not our gm anymore but for the media it's a great story and as long as the camera keeps panning up to the visitor's box to show him when we play the penguins all the time you know like i don't understand what it is about him that people care this much like what is it i know you know, well, like what makes him so special? They Pittsburgh really coveted him, and uh, we've and, had GMs on the, for this team for a hundred freaking years. Yeah, yeah. What's so great about this guy? What's so special? I don't, I don't know. He hasn't. He didn't do much here. No, and right? I'm I'm a Dubas. I like Dubas. Yeah. I liked his vision. I I like the things that he did. I I was would have been perfectly happy if he would have stayed. Yeah. But he's not our GM anymore, and I'm so ready to move, to move on. on. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, what do you think? Well, is he in a better position to win with the Penguins? No. I don't know. I've read a few things and I'm like, they basically, their star players are in their mid-30s now. He has a core four problem there, but yeah. they're like the aging core four. And <laughs> I didn't know this, but they haven't had a top 20 pick in the past decade. <laughs> Pittsburgh hasn't. Mm-hmm. So they have no top young prospects. And now he might have he might have to find a goalie because uh Tristan Jari is uh I think he's a UFA or an RFA. Well, there's a Sue Greyhound, former Sue Greyhound available. <laughs> yeah, really. But no, you know who's supposed to be available or could be going there with going back. Well, you think that there he'll get Hellebuck? No. <laughs> My friend Freddie Anderson. Yeah, oh, I did hear that. Did you hear that? I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but that do you think Freddie would go there with the history that he has with with Dubas hanging him out to dry? I don't know. But they have 20 million the pens have 20 million dollars in cap space. So yeah. he has a lot of money and he's going to be the uh I guess he he's not hiring a GM right now at this moment. Of course so not. Of course, course he's not. not. Yes, yeah. He's, he's going to do work this like as long as he can. Yeah. This way. Yeah, and then they said also he wants to, to get his team in place before he allows somebody else to get their hands on it. Yeah, but bef- they also or what we were talking about earlier, and you mentioned how he fired some uh, some front office stuff. He fired mm-hmm. his director of hockey strategy or the in in Pittsburgh, uh, the senior VP sports science and performance, and the director of pro scouting. So he's fired all those already just coming. So I guess he's going to try to hire Wes Clark as soon as the draft's over. Yeah. That's the thing. Wes Clark is like his, his buddy. Yeah. That's one hire I could see going over there. Yeah. Yeah. And like we were saying with Trelliving, there's a lot of people in our office that are Kyle Deuce's um, yeah, I, I heard a really funny comment and I can't the, remember who said it, yeah. but you know how a lot of people were, it was, it was, uh, there was in an athletic article where, uh, somebody said, uh, was a source that said that they were all in mourning, like, like oh, yes. staffers. Yeah. <laughs> and so somebody said, so all to living has to do is go up to people. Are you still in mourning? Yes. Oh yes. I'm in mourning. God. Okay. You're okay. fired. Are you in mourning? <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm in more. Okay, you're fired. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. because on in the front office too, just like on the ice, it's all about the team. It's all about the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's not yeah. about who you work for. Yeah. It is about the product on the ice, and that is all that matters. Everybody should be grateful as all heck that they work for that company. Every company is going to have some good and bad things. No job is going to be perfect all the time. But the end game is that you work for this this franchise. Yeah. yeah the, the other thing I heard from Dubas, too, he said he's going to be, I don't know, the hire for GM is going to be something different or something. And like he's going to go in some different direction with that so then a mm-hmm. lot of people were saying maybe we'll have our first female G- gm which would be Haley wickenheiser yeah they were saying that so i don't i don't know we'll we'll see what happens what kyle well says, if he but... does that more power to him you know that's fine and yeah. good for her yeah she's no, gonna want... have a hard time working as a doctor in toronto and being that <laughs> doing that job yeah yeah but he, he if but, that happens if it happens but um 
But yeah, no, I, I, I just think it's going to be, he's got it tough there with those 35, 36 year old players that are. Yeah. But at the same time though, he's got a lot less pressure because I don't think that they brought him in uh, for the short game. They brought him in for the long game. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, oh, I don't know. They want to win though. because They do want to win, but I don't think that they expect that they're going to win this year or next year, or maybe necessarily even with Sid and Malkin. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll because see Fenway, it's not about the Penguins. Okay, right. that is the difference between... Yeah, but the Penguins in that market are big. They're... Yes, but the Fenway group, it's not about the Penguins. The Fenway mm-hmm. group is the Penguins, it's the it's 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 Fenway, it's it's the Liverpool, it's this mm-hmm. it's this this sports corporation yeah. that they are building. And they want them all to be competitive. Right. So there's a long game there. It's yeah. not like MLSE, which is all about basically the Leafs and Toronto yeah. teams. You know what I mean? They're not expanding, yeah, yeah. buying uh, like a premiership team. International, yeah. They're not doing that. Yeah. They. It is all about the Leafs for, for right. our corporation. Yeah. That is the difference, which is why I say it's a long game. It's which not why, which is why. They yes, they never... want to win, but it's it's <laughs> it's not going to it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is why we'll never have a, we won't have a second team. That was funny. Somebody actually asked about a second team in Toronto yesterday mm-hmm. to Gary Bettman in their, in the cup final press conference, yeah. changes the subject for a second. And he's like, well, nobody's approached me for that. Like, I don't, I don't even think a second team would go here, but anyways, that's uh, uh, I mean, a lot of people think that it would, but I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Like there's enough people that I don't even, I don't even, I don't know. Anyways, that's a different story for another day. But <laughs> let's go on to, let's leave Kyle Dubas for now and go right. on to uh, the next topic here. Yes. Yeah, so let's move on to the game that's still on the ice, which is the Stanley Cup, which is not yet being awarded for this season, 22-23. So, so far, like, obviously, we've only had one game so far in the series, uh, which happened uh, last night. So what are, what do you think about uh, the well, I was happy. matchup I, so far. I was happy that Florida lost, of course, <laughs> and they showed their colors there. And uh, I mean, I don't really care personally who wins um, mm-hmm. because as is nobody in Canada, I don't think really cares either being a Southern uh, no. type of, I mean, there are a lot of Canadian players uh, playing on both and Actually, teams. Vegas has the most Canadians. Yeah. So on um, but, yeah, I'm picking Vegas. I want, I, it's not, not to say that I know it's the uh, obviously it's a new newer franchise in the league, only six seasons. But um, I'm pick. I like Mark Stone. I don't mind him um, as I don't a player. Like you don't like him? No. Right. So I, I think that goes back to the uh, his Ottawa. Ottawa Senators days. Yeah, but I don't uh, really like I him. Don't, I don't mind him. And um, and yeah, I just think that I just don't like more so. I don't like Sam Bennett, and I don't. I really don't like Matthew Kachuk either, right? I mean, he's one of those players like Brady, his brother. You like him on your team if he's there, but I just don't like him. I just don't like their personalities. And um, and yeah, and I'm picking Vegas and I want, and I'm thinking for the Con Smythe winner, I'm picking Jonathan Marcheseau for, um, for to win the Consmite trophy. And I do have to say the Consmite trophy, I love I actually love seeing that trophy more than the Stanley Cup. 
and tell the Leafs win it, of course, because the Consmyth Trophy is the picture, or not the picture, but the trophy of Maple Leaf Gardens mm-hmm. and the big Maple Leaf in the back. I always look at that and I'm like, oh, Maple Leafs are, are there always when the Stanley Cup is being presented. <laughs> it's that just, is a really, really good point. Yes. So yeah. I have to completely differ with you on with- this. Because we talked about this before I, the show started of it. Yeah. <laughs> and actually it was a little bit more animated than this is right now. I think we've calmed down a little bit. But yeah. I do not want to see Vegas win this at all because they have no business as such a young franchise. And the fact that their owner, when they first came into the league, said by year six we're gonna win a cup and it it potentially could happen. I like as a long starving suffering leaf fan i can i do well, cannot allow that at least, yeah, that is like to least. me the worst karma ever like i do not want to see that at least I, though with vegas like at least they've been steady all year long i don't like these teams that are basically mm-hmm. horrible all season yeah regular, just get in, in just get in Pittsburgh. all of the things been- you say make so much sense but i still cannot bring myself no i can't <laughs> say that you want them all right no well, I don't know. I'm, With I'm, our 100-year history yeah. and their six-year freaking history, yeah. I cannot allow it. And I'm sorry, Vegas, because I love going to games in your arena, and it's so fun, <laughs> and I just love the show. The atmosphere, yeah. And the, yeah. And the entertainment and all of that. But I am sorry. There needs to be more pain, and I do not want them to win. As far as the Florida Panthers go, I actually have come around on Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> I really, I think he is a, he's a real, I guess what they call a unicorn. He, there is something different and special about him. He is not like elite or, well, he's elite in some things, but he's not great at everything. He's not the best skater. He's, but he never stops working and he is the engine of that team. And it's ironic that he and Mitch Marner were teammates on the London Knights because they are both engines of their team, but in completely different ways. And he has really elevated his team. So I have just so much more time for him. Am I going to, do I love playing against him? Am I going to cheer against him when we're playing against him again? hundred percent because I hate him when we're when we're playing against him. But <laughs> now that we're not playing against him, I can appreciate him some of his qualities that I wish some of our players had so much. And oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And no, as that, far like as Con Smythe goes, my my picks would be if Florida wins. Yeah. Which I'm sort of hoping, you know, yes, like I hundred percent agree. Like the fact that they just squeaked in all of that, uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible story if they win. I mean, it's a good story, but it's a bad story. Um, but Bobrovsky, you know, the first game, probably his worst game of, of the playoffs so far, maybe. Um, I think the layoff didn't. I think so. Him. I was just yeah. going to say, like, yeah. it's going to take him a little bit of time, even though they were going on about how it wouldn't be an issue. But if he can't get his game back, then then it's then it's over yeah. for them, for sure. The um, other thing I but think, if they win, yeah. he will be the Smythe winner, yeah. even if they lose. Provided it goes like seven games or something, he could still be the Consmith winner. Yeah. My second only, choice would be Kachuk, probably. The only person that I don't mind on um, on Florida is 
their head coach being a former Leaf. Coach, oh yes, of course, I love Maurice, and that's and another then, that's another reason why I would be totally happy if they. But they the won. other reason why I like the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights is because he can screw the Boston Bruins. Basically, yeah, there's right? a story there too. <laughs> I agree with you. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Bruce Cassidy as the former Bruins coach, getting yeah, there's yeah, there'd be something to, something to be said for him, like as like total redemption, you oh, know, yeah. being cut loose. Yeah. And they they and don't get past the first round, that way. and he yeah. takes it all the way. So, yeah, yeah. But I don't anyway. know. I Vegas very well could win it. They're a very big team. They are have a lot of speed. Uh, they basically took it to them. They're but too, yeah, I, I would never too, count up playing playoff them. hockey like last night. The game on Saturday night, both mm-hmm. teams were. It was a it was a good playoff game. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it. a lot of grinding, hitting. Uh, after the whistle stuff, whatever I like that I like that kind of game and uh, and some good goaltending too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens uh, the rest of the way. But we do want to give a reminder of a few more important dates coming up on the NHL calendar. So uh, June fifteenth, and there's quite a few of them here. So <laughs> we're just going to run through them. June fifteenth, or forty eight hours after the Cup final is done, is the first player buyout period opens. The reason why I put that in there is, of course, because of Matt Murray. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's any potential about that. June what do you thir- think about? Um, what do you think will happen with Muzzin potentially? Yeah, that's the other thing. But I think, or is that, or that could, or I would think, that be like another like year long LTIR LTIR thing? Yeah, I heard that too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then June 30 at 5 p.m. Eastern is the deadline for clubs to tender qualifying hours to uh, offers to RFAs, which um, which that would be obviously important for Ilya Samsonov mm-hmm. uh, to get that qualifying offer in or or to offer or I think they can actually offer like a contract or have a framework for a contract in place for him. And also on June 30th at 5 p.m. Eastern is the first player first player buyout period window ends. So they basically have two weeks for the buyout for that first period, uh, mm-hmm. first buyout period. And June 30th is a very important date in the NHL because yeah. <laughs> also on June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, the RFA contract contact period begins. So clubs can begin contacting restricted free agents who received a qualifying offer to discuss possible offer sheets. Yeah, so and then July 1st, obviously at 12 p.m. Eastern is when the RFA and UFA signing period opens. So, And yesterday, Gary Bettman confirmed also that the NHL All-Star Game will be held on February 3rd at Scotiabank Arena. Yay! <laughs> so that should that'll be fun to have all the... Uh... I guess the stuff that goes along with the uh, with the yeah. All Star Game. So and yeah. we're we'll, we're hoping that we'll be able to be down there and get lots of great contact contact content, content. for you guys yeah. here on this show. Yeah, and be, get a lot of video on on YouTube and across social media. But yeah, so we're hoping about that. And the only reason why I put in that idea of the offer sheet there uh, on June 30 about the RFA contact period, I'm just like. Will there be an offer sheet? There's never, there's rarely any time that there is, but no, whatever. It's, it's there. It's a possibility for the restricted free agents. So yeah, busy times and we're going to have it all covered for you. Um, we will be going beyond July 1st. 
um, which with our patio season episodes, uh, while most of the NHL takes a holiday for the uh, for the NHL media anyways, uh, we're going to be publishing in July and August and uh, monthly episodes. And as always, if there's any big leaf news, we'll do a bonus episode. So yeah, be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. And a reminder to be sure to leave us a rating or review and let us know what you think of the show. It's easy on Apple and Spotify, and it's important for our show to get more exposure as a source for Leaf content. And we thank you for taking the time. Yes. So we're going to be working hard all summer for you guys. So another way you can help us out is by visiting our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation you give uh, goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Ko-fi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And uh, as always, we want to say thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. So thanks as always for listening and watching. And we're wishing all the dads a happy Father's Day coming up. And until next time, go Leafs go! go.